Welcome into College Gridiron, WFUV's college football podcast. I am Danny Scott, sitting here with my two good friends, Ryan Gregware and Tyler Hugh. Guys, how are we doing today? Yeah, I'm excited for this podcast. Um, I'd say it's one of the more anticipated ones in terms of looking forward to it, talking about it beforehand. A lot of texts. My phone was blowing up last night. You know, I was trying to watch a movie, low key. But when Tyler and Danny text you about college football, you got to check the text. So I'm excited. You have to, man. I mean, listen, this week is going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of college football to talk. The first playoff poll just came out, uh, and oh my God, there are some stuff. There are some stuff that we got to talk about. There are some surprise teams that didn't make the top four. There are teams that I don't think should have made the top four, but you know what? We got a lot to talk about. Danny, take it away. Yeah, guys. I mean, this this is going to be an awesome week. I cannot wait. So uh, last week, the big game we previewed, Michigan versus Michigan State. Both Ryan and I picked Michigan. Little off there. I'll give props to Tyler, Mr. Wikipedia over here, getting it right once again. What do you know? But uh, <laughs> Michigan State takes it to Michigan, 37-33. Kenneth Walker, I mean, what a day. 197 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Fully cements himself in the Heisman race. We'll get to that in a later episode, a little too early to predict that right now. But uh, I want to get your guys' takes. Ryan, we'll start with you. Yeah, Tyler, props. I feel like since you've been on this, you've been you've been pretty good. Like, you've been hitting some picks. I did not see Michigan State winning this game. Um, am I completely in on them even after this? Not really, but we'll we'll get into that. Uh, this was a great game, though. You know, this is back and forth. I was really surprised to see Michigan State win, especially with the quarterback play. You know, Peyton Thorne threw two first-quarter picks. They couldn't really throw the ball. It was just all Kenneth Walker. You kind of talked about it, Danny. He is absolutely in the highs in 197 yards, five touchdowns. It's crazy, too, because you're down 16, six minutes left in the third, no passing game, and you're able to just run your way into this one. Great defense, too, some timely turnovers. So huge for Michigan State. Big win at home. Mel Tucker, first uh, Michigan State coach ever to beat Michigan in his first two tries. So, you know, you have to be really impressed by Michigan State. Michigan, on the other end, they don't even fall. You know, they fall from six to seven. I think that shows we'll get more into the ranks in a little bit, though, how this committee values Michigan State, how it values Michigan, and how it values the Big Ten overall. I mean, what a game. I'm just, first of all, I'm glad I picked Michigan State. Um, and the reason I picked Michigan State was that I thought their passing game was had an advantage over Michigan's passing which game. Which is the exact opposite. Which is the exact happened. opposite of what happened. It's hilarious because, like, both teams have good running attacks. Michigan did not really show up to play with their running attack, but their passing attack. I mean, McNamara and J.J. McCarthy were balling out. Um, McNamara had a very good rapport with uh, receiver Andrew Anthony. I mean, the guy had zero catches coming into the game and had six catches for 155 and two touchdowns. Like, come on. And a game-breaking 93-yard touchdown to begin the day. I texted Ryan. I'm like, wow. How, like, game-breaker. This guy's never caught a pass at the college football level, and he makes a 93-yard touchdown. Um, Peyton Thorne did not really show up to play, but I guess he did what was necessary of him to keep the game, like, close. And that was handing the ball off, though. Oh, just handing the ball off. He He, he was just being a game manager. He pulled a a Jimmy Garoppolo in the 2019 uh, NFC Championship, just handing the ball off, basically. Just handoff specialist. Kenneth Walker III is disgusting. I mean, come on. Heisman favorite? I think so. Yeah, as you said, five touchdowns. Put the team on his back, basically. I mean, what a performance. Props to Kenneth Walker III. And I'm just glad I picked Michigan State. So, I mean, I got... uh, one of my co-hosts here, Danny Scott, is Mr. All-In on Michigan State now after um, this week, after last week telling us that 
Michigan State hadn't played anybody significant. Now he's all in. So absolutely, I I yeah. had not really been paying attention to Michigan State this year. I will I will say that firsthand. I thought there were way better teams in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ohio State they're unbelievable. I thought Michigan was really good. Ohio State takes it to Michigan, and they have maybe the best player in college football this year. So I mean, I was impressed. Uh, one thing that I noticed: Michigan State's defense held Michigan to four field goals. Right. So. This was something we were talking about a little bit last night, Tyler. You were saying Michigan State's defense is just going to get demolished when they have to face Ohio State, who Mm -hmm. we'll talk about in a second. They held Michigan's offense to four field goals. I mean, that just takes so many points off the board. I, I don't know what else you can say. I mean, they came to play. They played good. They got a guy. They found their guy. And uh, I'm all in on Michigan State. I, I think they honestly are a top three team in the country, and we saw that in the polls. Here's the thing with the game. like They, they did get very, very fortunate. Um, I think there is like seven minutes left. Michigan has the ball. They're up three. And it's just a horrible miscommunication. I think it was J.J. McCarthy. He fumbled it, set up Michigan State basically in the red zone, giving them free points. Stuff like that, you know, the good teams – don't beat themselves, and that's kind of what Michigan did. But, I mean, you give credit to Michigan State. Like, this was a great win. Come from behind, down 16, everything like that. I just don't know about this offense because it's so Kenneth Walker reliant. Um, I know you talked about last week, Tyler, how you, how you trust Peyton Thorne and everything like that, but he was right. not good in this game at all. You cannot have that quarterback play and beat the best of the best in today's college football. You need a dynamic quarterback. I did not see it. So, you know, long term, I think we'll get more into that later. I'm still not really buying all the Michigan State stock. But first of all, the job that Mel Tucker has done, I think, is like we need to highlight that. Because just in two years, what he's been able to do with this program, you know, they were kind of on the end um, and he revived them. You know, this is now they're in the college football playoff ranking as of now. So you give a ton of credit to him. We did not expect it. I think this was maybe two, three years too early until we expected mm-hmm. Michigan State to be 100% back. But, you know, you just have to give them credit. It was a really nice win. They were underdogs at home, and they took care of business. Yeah, that's definitely a signature win. Going, like, just winning against like, their biggest rival pretty much. And a 6 versus 8 matchup, wow, that's that's huge. First of all, props to Mel Tucker. Great job. He's been a fantastic coach. Done a great job in the transfer portal. Getting Kenneth Walker to third from Wake Forest. I mean, like... He's a great coach. However, yes, Ryan, I'm with you. I'm even though I said even though I picked Michigan State last week, I'm not all in on them. Like I don't see them going undefeated and running the table. I think Ohio State's going to beat them, especially Ohio State having that home field advantage against Michigan State when they face off. It's going to be probably the game of the season. I mean, for at least the regular season, you got two of the biggest teams. You got three versus five, um, and I'm going to get to Ohio State in a little bit. I mean, I think I think personally. Ohio State is the best team in college football, even though they're ranked fifth. We talked about it in our little group yesterday. We were texting back and forth. I think they are. I just think they're the most complete team, and I think they're going to beat Michigan State. And honestly, I think they're on the table. I mean, Tyler, let's let's talk about Ohio State. Another yeah, two ahead. great Big Ten teams mm-hmm. uh, facing off Penn State versus Ohio State. In the college football poll, I mean, Penn State drops out in the AP poll. They only drop down a couple spots. But Ryan Day and James Franklin are two also amazing coaches, and uh, we kind of got to see that like play out through the game. It was a lot closer game than I expected for football. Yeah, yeah I, I expected Ohio State to run through Penn State, and they just didn't really do that. Final score 33-24. I mean, the one the one major takeaway I have from this game 
is it was a good test for Ohio State. Can they be resilient? They were playing all these bad teams, just running straight through them. It was like running through a glass door. They just, boom. Yeah. Um, it's a good test for Ohio State. Get some prep for Michigan and Michigan State coming up on the schedule. Uh, what are your guys' takes? Tyler, start with you. Uh, so, yeah, it was closer than I thought. We, I think everybody here, all three of us, thought that it would be a blowout. Uh, I did not think Penn State was going to be that good, but Penn State showed a little bit of fire in them, and Ohio State <laughs> passed the test, as we might say. I just think, first of all, I think that Ohio State is at all three levels, offense, defense, special teams, the most complete team in college football. I think ev- the reason why I say this is ever since that Tulsa win, uh, after the game after the Oregon loss, they switched defensive play callers from Kerry Combs to Matt Barnes, and they've only allowed 24 points once. They've pr- pretty much shut down every team they've played. Granted, they haven't played the best teams, but this looks like a completely different Ohio State team than that Oregon game. I can say that with confidence, and I think this is the most powerful offense in college football, at all, like running and passing. You could say Alabama. You could say... I mean, you can say pretty much any other team, but I think Ohio State has the passing attack. C.J. Stroud, great redshirt freshman quarterback. You got Travion Henderson, true freshman running back who's running through teams right now. And I think they have the best receiving core in college football. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. That's a three-headed monster right there. I mean, you got two future first-round picks in Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Uh, and that I think that team is pretty much unstoppable on their hot days. I think they're finding their stride at the right time right now. I think that – I listen, I said it yesterday. It's a bold take considering they've got to play a couple of tough teams on the way there with the Michigan. I think they're going to beat Michigan handily just because of the way that rivalry works. And Michigan State, that's two tough games. And then you got a Big Ten championship, and then hopefully I think they're going to college football playoff when it's all said and done. I think they're on the table and win the national championship. I I'm conf- I I don't know what bought me to say that yesterday, but I think that they will. I mean, I don't know what's buying you to say that now at all. Yeah, um, I just think they're the most complete team in college football. I mean, I, I I could see it, but Danny, I love your analogy of the glass doors because you know after they lose to Oregon, they've looked extremely impressive. Maybe the second most impressive impressive team besides Georgia in the way right. they've just been beating these teams up. But this was the first real football team they played. Like, like no offense to Indiana this year and Rutgers and Maryland, but Penn State, I know they just dropped out of the top 25. You know, they were just number like seven a few weeks ago. So this was a good test. Right. And it was closer than we expected, but I still think the way they prevailed, it doesn't make me concerned at all. Um, also, just the fact that they're playing their first, you know, real opponent in a while. Um, so I, I like Ohio State a lot. I don't know if I go. I I know I won't go as far as you, Tyler, right. with your you know projections here. But yeah, a little closer than we thought. But you know, Ohio State was still able to win this one. Not a ton of concerns. You know, the red flags aren't a hundred percent there. So I still like Ohio State. Um, they're gonna get tested, obviously, with Michigan State at home, and then they go to Michigan in a few weeks. So this was a good, I think, litmus test. See where they're at. See where they need to improve. And then those two games later in the month is when it really, really gets interesting. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, in a couple weeks, they got Michigan, then they have Michigan, or they got Michigan State, then they have Michigan, I believe. Mm-hmm. This was a good test. They get to work on some things for the next two weeks. They got Nebraska and Purdue. Should be able to handle that. Work out all the kinks that you saw in this Penn State game. Get right back into business. So uh, the next game that we previewed last week, I mean, we don't really got to touch it. Auburn versus beats Ole Miss. Matt Corral goes down. I thought this was going to be a super high score. Just doesn't happen. 31-20. Um, 
You guys got anything to add on this one, or do you want to get into the poll? Uh, I don't really have much. I believe someone took the over this one. Is my I, think, I think I did. Yes. I think I did. But I also did, you know, which was my L, but I also did yeah. pick Auburn. So, you know. We I guess that, I guess we split them. We we win some, we lose some. But I was I was actually texting with my dad this week and watching college football, and he texted me Auburn is going to take it to Ole Miss and another game that he called Wisconsin over Iowa. Wow. I mean, two massive upsets. He predicts two top ten teams to lose that's, and, that's and calls it. I was I was like, Dad, I promise you, I'll mention that on the podcast this week. <laughs> but uh, let's let's get into the meat of the show. What do you guys say? Yeah, New so college football playoff poll. I mean, new top six, Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State, and then Cincy. In the AP poll, Cincy's number two. They dropped a six. I mean, the Power Five conferences are just so head and above the, <clears throat> the rest. I, it's unbelievable to me. I, I don't know if I have Cincy as the number two team in the country, but I definitely don't have them worse than number four. Uh, Having all these teams jump up when they're undefeated, they have a very good win in Notre Dame, who obviously the committee likes. And I'm biased, you guys know. You are but, biased. Just a but Notre bit. Dame's number ten in the country. I mean, what is Wake or Wake Forest? Why is Wake Forest at nine? But they drop Cincy to six. I mean, the ACC is probably worse than the AAC, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I with mean, that. what do you guys like? What do you guys don't like? What would you change? There's a lot. There's a lot here. I, first of all, love the rankings. Love the rankings. I'm glad you texted me to remind me to throw it on because, I honestly, I was preoccupied, didn't realize. But talking about hypotheticals, talking about resumes, talking about the schedules, debating who's what number, especially this early, is so fun to do. It's very pointless because a lot of stuff usually works itself out. But somebody tells me this year that won't be the case, just looking at – the schedules and everything. So um, I'd say the first surprise, um, I guess we'll start at the top, or I'll start at the top. Bama being two, I think, was a surprise because the committee didn't really need to put them second until, you know, the last few weeks of the year. Um, with that loss, you know, do I think Alabama is a top two team in the country? 100%. But that loss to A&M is not as quality of a loss <clears throat> as Ohio State's is, as Michigan's is, you know, stuff like that. So I think that was really interesting to see them at two. And what it tells me, and this is my number one takeaway, is that Georgia is still in with a loss to Bama in the SEC Championship. I know that's previewing big time, but that's what this ranking tells me, is Georgia is almost solidified in a way. Because if Bama was at, like, number five, number six, and then they beat Georgia the last game of the year, that SEC Championship, I could see a scenario where Georgia slips, but now there's no way because they're going to stay one and two until we get to that SC championship. So I guess I'll start with that. I have a lot more in the top 10, though, to go over shortly. Absolutely. And it opens the door for Alabama to get in with a loss to Georgia, too, if we're being honest. And that's a really interesting conversation. That is a very, very interesting conversation to have because we've never had a two-loss team in the playoffs. I'd be be so angry if that happened. But it opens the door. The number two team in the country if they play Georgia close in the SEC championship, let's say they lose by a field goal, are you really going to drop them out of the top gonna, four? You know, would, like, would they not be a top four team if they lose by a field goal in I, the SEC championship I, to the number one team in the country? Listen, I would just based off the fact that they have two losses. And it's as Ryan's mentioned in previous podcasts, college football is a double elimination tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that this, would get completely... That <laughs> if, if Alabama makes it over an undefeated Cincinnati or a one-loss Oregon or a one-loss Ohio State, I think... 
college football fans would riot, first of all. I, I wouldn't be happy, personally, because I think that a team like Cincinnati deserves a shot. If they go undefeated, I think they 100% deserve a shot. A team like Oregon, if they run the table and don't lose again, they deserve a shot. Same deal with Ohio State. What if they get their spot stolen by a two-loss Alabama team? That would be ridiculous. I, I think for this scenario to play out, either Michigan State would have to lose to Ohio State. Right. That eliminates Michigan State from the Big Ten championship. That would put that Ohio eliminates State, their season. That, that yeah. would put Ohio that. State in the Big Ten. But what does the committee value more? A loss in the conference championship or losing in the regular season and not playing in the conference championship because it i mean it's a it's a slippery slope right because that adds another game to the schedule so if you lose that how bad does that hurt against you it if we're being completely honest here the sec championship is is a playoff game i mean whoever wins that is going to come in to the playoffs and make some noise right it's a lock i don't know if you could qualify a one loss Michigan State team as better than a two loss Alabama team, especially that Texas A and M loss does not look as bad anymore. Considering they're the number fourteen team in the country, they moved back up. They had a couple bad losses early. That Alabama one set them back on track. I wouldn't be amazed if they don't win out for the rest of the year. Here is the thing with what you said. Like I do not think that uh, Michigan State is better than Alabama at all. But I think you'd have to you'd have to take out a two-loss Bama without a conference championship. I don't think the committee could do that. I still think even if they lose to Georgia, they'd be the second-best team in the country, depending on how they lose, everything like that. I just think for fairness, for everything, Tyler said they would riot. I would riot because be this is the year did. for you know a Cincinnati, an Oregon who a beats w- Ohio Wake State. Forest even. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but they're undefeated. Was, and, and Oklahoma. Yeah, I just I just can't see. And while Alabama, I'd still believe to be a top four team, I don't see a scenario where a two-loss non-conference champion can get in, even in the SEC. Um, so I think that I do think though it's a conversation, which is it's not a conversation if Bama's not ranked two. I yeah. think that's the takeaway there. Um, I guess move I'll, like Michigan State at three was I think you had it, Danny. I I did my my top four. Top f- we'll, we'll talk yeah. about it in a second. But I when I was texting back and forth, I had Georgia one, Bama two, Michigan State three. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was just a little surprising to me. Um, I don't believe that they are a top three team in the country. Uh, I don't. Um, you know, they are undefeated. I think they're really good. But close win at Nebraska in overtime, uh, or at home versus Nebraska, I believe. Close win versus Indiana. Michigan, they needed a lot to win that game. That was the first win against a team with a winning record. So, you know, I'm going to need to monitor what they do. Now, it's going to play itself out. I think that's the beauty of the Big Ten that we may not get with an Oregon because they will not get tested the rest of the year like Michigan State will. You know, we have Ohio State in two weeks for them at Ohio State. You also have Penn State at home. You also have, if you win both those, a Big Ten championship game. So I think Michigan State, that I'm actually fine with putting them at three only because they're going to get tested and that's going to play itself out. No issue there. I just don't think personally they're a top three team in the country. Yeah, I fully agree with you there. It's going to play itself out. Um... After that, Oregon being four, I do think that Ohio State is better than them, even though Oregon did beat Ohio State. As I mentioned earlier on this podcast, this is a different Ohio State team. Ever it's, since it's, the, it's the head-to-head. Yeah, and yeah I think it's, it is, it's, no, it's I, just all head-to-head. It's all head-to-head. I would, head. I would agree with you. I think Ohio right. State is a better, better football team, team than Oregon. But, the head-to-head. but Oregon beat Ohio State, and, and that's just and the, I fully way, re- the way the dice I fully rules. respect that because 
Oregon has a signature win. Obviously, loss to Stanford stings. It's gonna affect them in the end of the day. But I don't. I think they win out just because the Pac-12 is not a very strong conference, and we'll see how it pl- plays out there. Cincinnati, I'm disappointed that they fell to six. Ohio State at five, whatever. Like they're gonna end up in the college football playoff one way or another, in my opinion. Just you know, based off what I said earlier. Here's here's the big one that I want to talk about with you guys. Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, I was about to Undefeated mention. Oklahoma drops to number eight. In the AP, they're a top four team. It's crazy. I have been saying all year. I think. Oklahoma sucks. They're frauds. Right. They're going to get caught at some point. The playoff committee apparently agrees with me because mm-hmm. they drop them from four to eight. I mean, that's that's huge. They, they're they a playoff team as of right now, but not anymore. So do you guys have any hot takes on that? What do you, what do you I, guys feel about I, that I one? think what that shows you is the committee values how you win. Going right. into the year, Oklahoma was, I think, two. And they're undefeated. And to see that they're now, you know, where they are with winning every game shows you that they really do look at the wins. This is why you play the games in college football. You have to see, you have the context. Oklahoma, we have been out on. I have been very out on mm-hmm. them. Agreed. Um, I've picked them to lose a few, t- uh, or just for TCU, but, um, you know, I don't think they're a playoff team. I'm happy, I guess, that the committee agrees. And it's going to be interesting to see where they control their own destiny if they do it all. I know you have the top ten scenarios outlined, so I'm curious what you have for you know in, a, in Oklahoma to get in. But yeah, no, to see them at eight, I think was probably the biggest surprise, just on the fact that they're undefeated and went into the air with number two overall. Yeah, so Oklahoma has a bye this week. Mm-hmm. Then they go in and have to face number twelve Baylor. A great team. That is a massive, massive game. The game is at Baylor. I'll, I'll say it right now. Baylor over Oklahoma. It's a week away, but just predicting the future, unless somehow Caleb Williams like just Pulls has an unbelievable two weeks of practice, they come out and look like the best team in the country, they are going to get caught next week versus 12 Baylor. Listen, I'm going to say right now, the next three games is going to be at a gauntlet for Oklahoma. If you look, just forget Baylor. Then next they have Iowa State, who is – Listen, they lost last week, but they're a I good team. I wouldn't say it's a gone. It, listen, they got uh, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, two of the three games. The the two games that they play are on the road uh, against Baylor and um, Oklahoma State. Those are two very tough teams, and I think Iowa State could catch them slipping. If, like, because Iowa State has a pretty strong offense. Brees Hall is one of the best running backs in the nation. Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy. He's a decent quarterback. I'm just saying, yes, um, Danny, I do agree with you that Baylor will beat Oklahoma. I do think that Oklahoma is heavily overrated. I think we're yeah, Ryan said we're all out in Oklahoma. Caleb Williams is a stud, and I'm sure they're gonna come into this place into next week extremely angry. They're gonna take a personal, as Michael Jordan said. Like they're gonna be angry. However, I just yeah, I just don't see this Oklahoma team making any noise. I just don't think they're that good of a team. Yeah. So just talking about Iowa State, Ryan, you you disagreed with Tyler. Iowa State has played a very tough schedule. This I, year. I just I just they they started. Against Iowa, who at one point, not anymore, was the number two team in the country, lose by 10. Then the next uh, team they got to play, UNLV, destroy them. They're horrible. Number 14, Baylor, at the time, number 14, Baylor, now number 12, they lose by two, 31-29. They got a couple of easy wins. Then they go and beat number 11, Oklahoma State. Yep, at the time, number eight. Last week, they take a bad loss to West Virginia. Then this... 
is it this week? I believe this week they play uh, Texas. That is a good Excuse test me. for them. And they got a couple of good tests. They got Texas, Texas Tech, then Oklahoma. Right. I don't know why we're talking about Iowa State, but I think yeah, that they are. I think they're a, a better team than their record says. They they are a better team than their record says, and I think they got a chance to just absolutely take it to Oklahoma. So what? Uh, while we're on Oklahoma and all this, let's go over some pass. I, I mapped out a pass for the top 10. You guys want to start in reverse order and go from the craziest, or yeah. you want to wait, start? Wait, yeah, before we do that, can I just jump in quickly with Oregon? Absolutely. Because I, go ahead, I, please. I, they're going to make the college football playoff. You think like, so? They are locked in, I think, now because the, the win over Ohio State, the committee caring about the head-to-head and having them four, for them to fall out, they're going to have to lose to a non-ranked team in the Pac-12 with an empty stadium, they have everything lined up for them. Like, they, I think, like, they have a better chance right now, and I really mean this, than Alabama to make it. They're not as good as Alabama, not nearly even close, but because of their schedule, they won't get tested. Again, that win in September is going to be enough to propel them in as long as they don't have a Stanford 2.0. So I was surprised to see them at four, and I think it's going to really make things really messy for some other teams because I don't believe Oregon's a top-four team. They've had some really scary games, that UCLA game, they had another three-point win mixed in there versus a not very competitive pack school. So for Oregon to be at four, you know, you give credit to them. That win at Ohio State was a shocker. But I think they are locked into the college football playoff unless they get caught in, I guess, the Pac-12 again. I just, I just wanted to say that before we get into now these teams that need them to lose again to kind of get back in. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start at number one. Georgia, you keep winning. If you take a loss in the SEC championship, that's okay. You're still in cannot lose until the SEC championship. Alabama, I know I was I was playing a little bit of devil's advocate earlier. I think with two losses, you might not be in. There's a conversation to be had about it. You have to win out if you're Alabama. Yeah, you have to win you out. You must right. win out. Have to. Michigan State, you got to beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten championship. Simple as that. You do that, you're in. Oregon, I'm a little flaky yeah, on, whether, on, on whether Oregon – just has to win out. I put win out in impressive fashion. I think they got to blow out the wait, rest wait, of the team. If they're number four and they went out, they're not going to fall out. I don't know what, what if they if they Oklahoma win out, if right they now is win. Oklahoma yeah. right now is undefeated and, and dropped if, from four to eight. And if Cincinnati wins, I think, in impressive fashion I think too. they have to prove to the committee that they should be there. They got to start blowing teams out. Otherwise, I personally believe, even though head to head says differently, Ohio State could jump them. Oh, Ohio State's a better football team. I oh, Ohio State that. could yeah. jump them. If they win the Big Ten the and head, Oregon yep. does not, or does no, does not like win out in impressive fashion, um, Ohio State gotta win out. You win out, you're in. Yep. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. This is an interesting one. Cincinnati. I said you have to win out, and you got to do it impressively. They've had a couple of scares the past couple of weeks. You got to hope Georgia beats Alabama right in the SEC championship, Absolutely. which could definitely happen. And then. That's really all that you I, need because either Michigan State or Ohio State is going to drop out. I would, right. I would, if I were Cincinnati, I would root for Ohio State to win out because That's also you have to think in the back of your mind, Michigan. You don't want Michigan jumping you from behind. They're only one spot yeah. below you. So if Ohio State wins out, that knocks out Michigan and Michigan State. And then you talked about it. I would personally put in an undefeated Cincinnati over a two-loss non-conference champion in Bama. I don't think 100%. necessarily, you know, if they played, they would be underdogs in that game. But I think you'd have to give it to Cincinnati. Um, them falling to six, it did sting for me. I really, really want them to get in. You know, them falling from two in the AP to six was the largest drop from the AP to the uh, committee since uh, I think it tied 2015 Baylor from two to six. So 
if this isn't the year that a non-Power 5 gets in, and I said this last year about Cincinnati, I'm saying it again this year, it will never happen. It will never happen if this isn't the year. One of the reasons I really want the playoffs to expand, but obviously they need to win out. I do agree they can't have a scare. Um, I think personally Oregon could have a scare because just that's what they've been doing all year. It's a Power 5 conference, the Pac-12. Right. I Even though the AAC might be better than the Pac-12 this year, I think year, it has more depth. Yeah, yeah they, I think that right now they are, yeah, because the AAC is pretty loaded. I mean... Listen, what hurts like what hurts me like in Cincinnati's case is that SMU loss against Houston because SMU's because that's since, the game on the that's schedule. The game on the schedule. Can, that but they but can, for Cincinnati yeah. to go into Notre Dame and winning that game, that's like, massive. Like not that, only the, it was at Notre Dame, yes. they had yeah. to go to one of the most electric atmospheres in college football that I have experienced firsthand. Right. I mean, really? I, I would. That. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just a little bias. I, little bias. <laughs> but I would put that atmosphere up there with a Penn State-esque, a Michigan-esque. I mean, it is it is massive. Yeah. It, it's so loud. Your ears are ringing the entire time. Cincinnati's a very, very good college football team. Well-coached. So, so disciplined. They have an unbelievable quarterback. I mean, according to the AP poll, SMU is still ranked 23. That game's coming up. We'll see if they, if they keep rolling SMU. That loss to Houston does does suck. Tyler, stings, also yep. great call on that being a good yeah. game. Yeah, I had a feeling that, that would be a really good game. Absurd game, and how it ended was even more I mean, more kick return for a touchdown, wow. Also, from the Cincinnati perspective, just to jump in, they yeah, should ahead. be rooting for Notre Dame the rest of the way. Absolutely. You yeah. need them to stay in the top ten. 100%. Cincinnati is just about as big as Notre Dame fans as I am right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Number seven, Michigan. you got to win the Big Ten. you got to win out. And then on top of that, you got to hope for a loss from either Alabama, Oregon, or Cincinnati. Yeah. Oklahoma. Basically, same thing. Uh, you got to destroy everyone. I mean, you cannot have a close game. If you have another close game, you're out. Yep. As we said. Win three. the Big 12. Yep. You got to hope for absolute chaos in the Big 10. And then, again, a Bama, Oregon, or Cincy loss. Wake Forest, same as Oklahoma. Got to just destroy the ACC, hope for chaos, hope for everything. Here's the fun one. Here's the fun one, guys. Notre Dame. You're fighting Irish. Absolute chaos. You got to just murder everyone. No one no one can stand in your way. You got to be just running through people. You got Georgia has to beat Alabama. Michigan State beats Ohio State. Ohio State beats Michigan. And you need a loss from three of these teams, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, Cincy, and Oregon. And then on top of that, you got to hope that Oklahoma State and Baylor don't catch you. I mean, yeah. I mean, Notre Dame. I'm sorry. Notre Dame's out. Notre Dame's out. I've accepted it. Did you accept it? It doesn't I've sound accepted like it. I don't think, I don't think so either. It. There is a route. There is a route. But um, I have accepted that. That route is so unlikely. Yeah, it's like fourth and twenty-six right now. <laughs> I mean, fourth and twenty-six from our own one. One exactly. of one of the teams that we didn't, we really have not given them a ton of credit this year, and I want to just talk about them a little bit here. Is Wake Forest? Yeah. Um, we've kind I've of been... glossed over what they've done. Let me say this about what they've done: Have they beaten anybody? No, they have not beaten anybody. That being said, if their name was Clemson and they had orange jerseys, they would one hundred percent. Be in the top four right now. They'd probably they'd be number but, two. Clemson yeah. has had this resume every single year right. going into the first. They've always been in the top four, 
And even Clemson's had some real scares. Two years ago at UNC, they got a two-point conversion to win a game. You know, they needed it versus UNC last second. They were still ranked number two when that original poll came out. It's unfair, I think. I think it's kind of a money grab by, you know, the committee because if it was Clemson with this resume, they would not be number nine. There is no question about that. I don't think Wake Forest is that good. Number nine might even... I think they're pretty good. I, I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't think they're a playoff team, I should say. But the committee, this isn't something... They're not really being consistent here because we've seen Clemson with this resume and they would never be number nine. There'd be uproar if that right. was possible. So I hope Wake Forest wins out and we just get a ton of chaos. I don't even think them winning out with how weak the ACC is would get them in. But I, I also see them winning out just based on how horrible yeah. that schedule is. I... I have been pretty high on Wake Forest for the past couple of weeks, just based off I like kind of like found out about how like fun they were. Their offense was after the I think the Army game, and I was like, oh wow, they put up seventy points. Like this is a fun team. I'm gonna keep up with them. They're undefeated. They're pretty much the only good team in the only like legit playoff contender in the big uh, in the ACC. Their next three weeks are gonna determine a lot. Yeah. If they can win in impressive fashion against UNC against Sam Howell. They can beat NC State, who is currently ranked number 19, and they can beat Clemson at Clemson like in impressive fashion. If they beat Clemson at Clemson, I will They're, be kind of all I am. I am all – right now I'm pretty – And Clemson's I'm, not very good, but that's right, still – Right, right, but it's still it's, – yeah. it's, it's a big stadium, quote-unquote. They say Death Valley, LSU's Death Valley. But, you know, Clemson is an intimidating place to play at. Um, these next three weeks – and then they got Boston College at the end of the season. Boston, they're, they're going to steamroll Boston College. Boston College is lost. Like they've, they're off the rails right now. Right now, I say with like Wake Forest is going to cause a lot of chaos. I think they're going to run the table with the regular season. I think they're going to win the ACC championship because who's going to beat them? And they're going to cause a lot of chaos. Does that undefeated um, thirteen and no team? make it to the playoff. We it, will see. It depends on what happens above them. I mean, they don't really control their own destiny right now. You got to right. hope you got to hope Oregon loses, Cincy loses, Oklahoma loses. I think Wake Forest might be better than Oklahoma right now. I think they are. I think they're better than Michigan too. I didn't say that before the year though. Like, I mean, yeah. that'd be it, it'd be absurd. <laughs> that would be, would be Everyone would say have you forgotten about Clemson? And I mean, all, they're, it, they're, they're the best team. DJ Uyunglele, number one prospect. Like they lost Trevor Heisman Lawrence. Favorite. DJ's better. Yeah, Heisman favorite. Okay. Uh, the funny thing is, like, if you look at Wake Forest, they lost Mr. Kenneth Walker III, transfer away from Wake Forest, and somehow they're and still They're still putting up 70 a game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> imagine yeah. imagine that offense with Kenneth Walker III and all Sam right. Hartman. Let's, uh, let's move on. This, this is the fun one. I want to get your guys' top four and first two out. Ryan, start with you. Okay. Um, so my top four, you know, I debated how I should do this, whether I go off who I think are the top four teams or who, based on what they've done, deserve to get in. So I, I had this back and forth. Um, I decided to go with who I believe are the four best and then the first two out, and there's a there's a seventh I think I'll have to talk about because there's one notable missing. So I have Georgia one. I don't think anyone could dispute that. I do have Bama second. I don't necessarily know if they deserve to be ranked second, but you're crazy if you don't think they're a top two team in the country. I have Ohio State third. Um, you know, I think them being fifth, I think they'll get a chance to be number three, and I think that's deservingly so. I think, you know, they figured it out one blip. Not worried about them at all. Then at four, I have Cincinnati. I, I truly believe that Cincinnati beats every other team besides these three right now. I'm just so in on Cincinnati. Love what they've done. Then first out, I have Michigan State. Um, they'd obviously, in my 
you know, top four, first two out would have a chance to get back in um, because they play Ohio State. They all, and then they just beat my number six in Michigan. Um, I'm still really, I still really like Michigan a lot. I just think the Big Ten is a gauntlet. Going to East Lansing was tough. I expect them, you know, they'll beat Penn State. They'll lose to Ohio State. They'll be a two loss. They'll be New York's six bowl. They probably won't end at six, but as of right now, they were, you know, a few things go their way. They're probably number four right now. Um, so that's my, you know, top four. Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Michigan, first two out. Oregon is the one that I'm leaving out because I just look at what they've done. Too many close games. I look at that game versus Ohio State. I believe if that's played today, it's not really that competitive. And that might be unfair to say. But I, I do think that, and I just said how I think they have a real easy path to the playoff. I still think, you know, with the pack, they will be able to get in. But I don't believe they are a better football team than any of these six teams that I've ranked above them. Interesting. I like, I like the takes. Tyler? All right, so if we're doing based off like who I think are the four best teams in the nation, I'm right there with Ryan. My his top four is my top four. However, just based off if the if everything ends today, like everything ends today, college football season, mine is Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, and I have Cincinnati four. And it's crazy how the best team, in, like my my best team in college football, Ohio State, is not even in the top four. I had them six. I know, but but fake they, fan, they fake listen, fan. listen. Hear me. Wait, out. Wait, so was your was your rankings based based off, off like what they've what done they've today? Done? Yeah, okay. Exactly. So that's where okay. we differ. That's yeah, exactly. Like I did it based off like where they what they've done already. I think obviously Michigan State going uh, and beating Michigan in a massive rivalry game, huge. Bama second best team in the nation. Georgia best team in the nation. Cincinnati being Notre Dame on the road, and they pretty much they've won out. Like, come on, that I think they're a top four team in the nation. Even like just based off everything, I think they're the fourth best team in the nation. Ohio State, they just haven't they haven't gotten to their you know the meat of their schedule yet, where they get to you know prove themselves and beat Michigan State, get out of get Michigan State, Michigan out of the way and get to the top four. Obviously, season ends. I think they are the four, a top four team in the nation. I think they make the playoff. However, just based off what what's going on right now, I don't think they're there yet. And my five and six are Oregon and Ohio State. I think um I get seven, eight, nine, ten. Like I think Wake Forest is seven, um, Oklahoma eight, Michigan nine, and Notre Dame ten. I'm gonna go I'm gonna agree with Tyler here. We got the same top four. Wow. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State three, Cincinnati four. <clears throat> Going yeah. off of their resumes, I would put Oregon at five because they beat Ohio State. Not a knock on Ohio State. I just think uh, Oregon's a little bit better because of the head-to-head. It's it's a tough call. I don't know. I I can't believe that Cincinnati dropped from two to six. That is that is yeah, absurd ridiculous. to me. Um, that's crazy that the you guys are the same top four. Tyler, the one who just you know he just talked Ohio State up as the best team in the country, right. and I'm the only one who has them in the top four, and I've them at three. I know, but like as, as I said, Ohio State has not touched the meat of their schedule yet. They still have Michigan State and Michigan. That's like two massive games that are gonna just catapult them into the playoffs. They will win those. Games. They will. I I am very confident in them winning every single game for the rest of their season. If we're going based off of who I think is the best team, I might put Ohio State three or four. Yeah, that's just why I'm putting it, Ohio State yeah top three. Then if that's the case, it's tough. I'm going off a resume, and we we had talked about this. We had a long discussion about this. I had. The top six teams right, it's just 
put Oregon or uh, move Oregon and Ohio State up one, move Cincinnati back to six. I disagree with it, but obviously the committee is uh, a little bit better at college football than we are. Are they now? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll put in my resume right now. Six episodes of uh, (laughs) WFUB College Gridiron. Yep. All right. um, Anything else to add on the poll? No, I just love these conversations. Yeah, um, it's always a good you know, time. the first the first one is always the surprise because there's teams that you know we don't we can't see other committee is thinking until now, and now that we know, I think there will be less surprises, um, and things will even out. But right now, it's just a blast to talk about, really. Yeah, always a pleasure talking to you guys about this. But like, yeah, we're, there's a lot of surprises through the, the uh, first poll. But yeah, we're gonna see how the season shapes out from here on out. If there is one thing that I have learned from this college football team or this college football season is no team is out and no team is in. There have been so many bad losses for teams and so many big wins for team. We will see how it shakes out. Top six right now. I like it a lot. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Let's move on to next week. You guys got any big games going under the radar this week? I mean, there's it's it's very, very weak schedule. Extremely Very weak schedule this week. I think the top ten should just continue to roll the one game that i have kind of circled is 17 mississippi state versus arkansas arkansas has been ranked big this year i think arkansas beats mississippi state uh any other games you guys got is this at arkansas i believe yes, it, it is, is at arkansas is. arkansas is winning that game uh i really like what arkansas got there uh they are a better team than the record shows obviously but um there are only really two. Since, good since games. In Mississippi State, just really quickly, um, I don't have they're decent much of this. for them to just like they they were seventeen out of nowhere. Yeah, three lost five and three. You know. I oh know, wow. I know it's the SEC, but that really happened out of nowhere. Um, you know, it's a good win, I guess. Now for Bama, that win looks better. But I was shocked to see them there. Um, yeah, weeks late, as you said, yeah. LSU Bama. I remember a few years ago. That, that would have been that would have been unbelievable. That was a num- that was the one you circled weeks in advance. But you know, we know LSU yeah. isn't what it is. Maybe a super underrated game, Tyler. Two guys that we talk Love. about a lot. Number sixteen, Ole Miss versus Liberty. You yes, know, sir. You look at this one strictly from the quarterback play. Malik Willis, Matt Corral. Um, I know Corral did not play well. He got hurt. Whereas Auburn, he's still is he um, healthy now? I yeah, he's gonna be playing. Uh, be playing. Fifteen passing touchdowns, ten rushing touchdowns. The last three SEC quarterbacks to do that before him: Johnny Manziel, Dak, Tim Tebow. That's really elite company in college football. So I'm still all the way in on him. I think you look at both those two; they'll be two of the top. You know, conservatively speaking, they're, they're four the, they're quarterbacks the, they're drafted. They're the two best quarterbacks in the draft um, class. You know, yeah, I, I think so. But I think anywhere from one to four in the quarterback right. range, they'll go over a sixty-seven and a half. It's really high. Uh, I want to go over. I'm just gonna on that go one. over on that one. I'm just gonna say that right now. Underrated game. I think we'll see a ton of points. Yeah. I don't know if Liberty will be able to keep up with Ole Miss necessarily, right, but, um, but I think the offenses will be just absolutely firing. A hundred percent. I mean, listen, Malik Willis is my guy. Your guy's Matt Corral. It's gonna be a fun game. I think. Yeah. This. If you are an NFL scout or if you're like just watching from an NFL draft perspective, this is a must-watch game. You're gonna watch two of the best quarterback prospects in the league, in college football. I mean, both. Listen, I did not know Matt Corral had legs on him. Like, this is two extremely good dual-threat quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, Corral, 10 rushing touchdowns, 519 rushing yards, and obviously throwing. He's 15-2 to two passing touchdown to interception ratio. He's legit. Malik Willis is a little bit more of a dynamic, like, I guess, like dynamic dual-threat, or Corral's a better thrower, I guess. 
But Malik Willis's passing numbers are nothing to fret at. I know he had two bad games with the three interceptions each. Other than that, zero interceptions on the season. I, I know you can't really like point it out, but like these are two very good quarterbacks. And I'm really looking forward to this. I do think Ole Miss wins just based off sheer firepower, but I expect Malik Willis to put on a show and man, it's gonna it's gonna be a must watch. I'm gonna say this. This is the only must watch game for me this week. Hot take. That is a hot take. I mean, yeah, I mean the it's only must-watch game. I mean, it's a week schedule. We're, we're about to preview a, a game that is oh. actually the only must-watch game. Auburn, Texas Number 13 A&M? versus number 14. Interesting. Auburn, Texas A&M. This, I mean, this has big implications in the SEC. It, it's a resume builder for the teams that are above them, for Alabama and Georgia. If, Al- if Texas A&M wins, then that – Lost to or that Alabama loss does not look bad at all because Texas A and M probably jumps into the top ten. I I would think. I mean, they it's need close. someone to lose, but they'd be in that conversation. They they would be in that conversation. That's another big win. They got a win over number one Alabama, number thirteen Auburn. I mean, that's that's massive. And also, even if they lose, Alabama's got Auburn in a couple weeks. I mean, that's that's big for them too. So this is just a strengthening game for Alabama in particular. I like Texas A&M in this one. I think they've been rolling after that Alabama win. They've figured some stuff out. Other than that, I don't have a massive read on this game. I haven't really been paying attention to Texas A&M and Auburn that much this year. I think Texas A&M has a better chance, and I think they win the game. Uh, I'm going to agree with you there. Texas A&M playing at home. Um, Obviously, the big one against Alabama. This is a good football team, but, I mean... As you said, I've not really been paying that much attention to Texas A&M as a team. I just know that like they're a pretty solid football team, and they're I, they have the home field advantage, Kyle Field. I think they're going to win that game, not handily. It will be a close game, in my opinion, but they will win. Yeah, you look at Texas A&M; they've figured something out since beating Alabama, one hundred percent. Just those two losses early kind of kind of put a damper on their season. It's probably why we haven't been you know paying a ton of. Attention to them. Um, I agree. The one thing I think Bama is going to be locked into this one because, as you said, if if A and M can sneak into that top ten, and and I don't even think necessarily Bama even needs that to happen because the committee has them at two. They clearly valued that loss. They clearly understand how good Alabama is. I just think it even it strengthens Alabama's case even more if this hypothetical that we're talking about where they're a two-loss. Let's say they lose to Georgia on a last-second 50-yard field goal. If you look at it at the end of the day, Georgia's won. If A&M gets up to, like, seven with all the Big Ten craziness, you know, you can start to justify a little bit more that two-loss scenario for Bama. Obviously, they want to avoid that, but, yeah, I think it's a big game in the SEC. Um, one thing I'll say, they still run college football, you know, in the AP poll or the the committee, seven of the top 18 teams were the SEC. So no different year in and year out. The SEC is college football. And that trend with this game where, you know, these two teams aren't even the class of the SEC this year, it's still the number one game on the slate. That's how good this conference is. The SEC is college football. I love that. Well, guys, I think that all about do it for us. What an episode. Love talking to you guys. Fun week with the poll. Uh, This is College Gridiron, a production of WFUV Sports.